Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Reglin, and for today's guest, all I gotta say is, here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> today's guest is Miss Snow Kitty, better known as Glory, a digital artist with a lovely art style and an amazing OC that has won the internet over. I've known Glory for a bit now, so it was wonderful to get a chance to actually have her come on the podcast and get to chat about her OC, the art that she does, the uh, ships she has involved herself with, including a certain fish boy that we will definitely discuss, and so much more. If you enjoy Glory, make sure you support her with her links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and I absolutely love it. If you want a place to discuss more about this podcast, or at least get a chance to talk about the artists I get to bring on, or just grow as a community, maybe you should consider being a part of the Postmodern Art Podcast Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed quite a community there, and I just love to see it grow, get a chance for you guys to potentially collab on stuff, get a chance to really discuss some of the cool art and incredible artists out there. Just help us grow, so be a part of that Discord server today. If you want to go even further with that support, and potentially look sleek, stylish, or at least comfy with some incredible stuff to help the podcast grow, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop. There you can find some incredible designs done by some outstanding artists, such as the wonderful showrunner, Tipsy J. Hearts, My Emerald Tears, Sam Higgins, a.k.a. Elders Grandpa, Roya Shahidi, and so much more. Check it out today at pmap.creator-spring.com, or check the link down in the description below. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the postmodern art podcast i hope you have some pre-prepared questions because i am not good at improving conversations let's just say i have some notes down or whatnot and i'm just gonna let the conversation roll however it does so don't worry <laughs> okay good <laughs> i wouldn't trust, want us sitting in silence for two hours trust me, the only time i've ever done an interview full-on in like improv or whatnot was the first episode i ever did the pilot episode and that was an entire uh, train wreck because i had no idea how to drive the conversation <laughs> Oof. like luckily it was with ba baby's first podcast <laughs> exactly luckily it was with a good friend of mine and like i knew like the general vibe that i wanted to go for or whatnot okay so you guys could roll roll off of each other yeah exactly but also again it was a learning experience that let me know that for every episode on afterwards i need to have notes at the very least mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I was gonna notes say, are good to have <laughs> yeah, they really are i'll give you a couple heads up one i it's probably gonna be the same for you, but I apologize if you hear any background noise on my end. Mainly, we have dogs; they bark. You know how it is. Uh, oh no! Yeah, my dogs are barking right now, but <laughs> nothing's coming up because I have Chris on. <laughs> well, I mean, Chris can only help so much. Plus, with me, I'm also having my own microphone like record on its own, and it picks up a lot more. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Which gift and a curse. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing the horses aren't right next to me, or that'd be too loud. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to miss out on the horses. Anyways. Um, I don't think you'd want a random Winnie going right into the mic. I think it would destroy your ears. 
I can edit it down. I can edit it down. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a sacrifice that the artist must make in order to tell the proper tale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glory, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say you get yes. to go to a desert island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, get to breathe a little bit, get to truly enjoy yourself just away from everything. Mm-hmm. To help with more or less the good vibes and keeping them rolling, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with that more or less relaxation here. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Like, it can be anything, like even like a movie or whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Movie, TV show, video game, you know, album. I'm also very flexible with the rules. So if you have, can I include this? Odds are I'll allow it. Okay, I think probably what I would choose, because this this movie has, like, fascinated me, uh, you know, when I was younger, and even now, you know, I like to just, like, put it on, listen to the audio uh, and, like, music in it, and watch the artistry in it. It'd probably be The Last Unicorn. Ooh, okay. Okay. You know what? That's a very respectful answer. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because so there was a tweet recently of someone wearing this like weird like unicorn mask or whatnot. And someone asked uh-huh. the question of like, what movie is this? And I joked around without tagging anyone. I joked around Howard the Duck meets the last unicorn and the quote unquote official last unicorn account like the tweet. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, you got noticed. <laughs> it's just like, I I don't think you guys appreciate it. That was partially a roast. It was mainly the mask that I was roasting more than anything else. The Last Unicorn is a beautiful film, and I can totally understand why that is, mm-hmm. you know, something you lean more towards. What is it about that movie that just, like, like I guess creatively, like, what, what about that movie is close to you, I should ask? Why is it near and dear to you? I think probably it's just the fact of the art medium itself, uh, them using 2D and painted cells, uh, just, you know, the overall look of it. Because, I mean, I draw in 2D and, you know, a lot of animated movies are not done in that medium anymore, unfortunately. It seems to be making somewhat of a comeback recently, I've seen. Uh, But, I mean, the grainy texture and just the overall you know, emotional feel of it. Uh, it just feels very connecting. You know what? Fair. I mean, honestly, again, knowing how gorgeous that movie is and knowing the time and effort that had to go behind it to make it what it is, I can totally understand why that has a special place in your heart more than anything else. But nevertheless, The Last Unicorn, that is your answer. You're locking that in. And also not just because it has horses or, you know, unicorn in it, but we're not, you know. We'll definitely divulge a little bit into that <laughs> later on. But <laughs> if that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can follow the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> she is a digital artist whose OC has won the internet community over with a love and affinity for a certain fish boy. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Snow Kitty, a.k.a. Glory! Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> 
I'm doing fine. Uh, it's been very hot out as usual, but other than that, I'm staying cool inside. Well, that's that's wonderful, and trust me, to be fair, I think the whole entire nation can probably agree, or just around the world, we can agree, it's fucking hot, holy shit. Um, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, poor London. I know, right? Jesus, hearts go out to them. But, um, but no, I... I I am thankful that you were willing to take some time out of your day to sit down and chat because I definitely want to divulge a lot into kind of the art that you're creating. It's kind of the presence you more or less created for yourself. But before I really divulge into that, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may. And I want to know more or less the origin mm-hmm. story of Glory. What got you oh, interested no. in art and animation in the first place? Oh, no. I have to talk about cringe, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is the artist internet. Everyone has cringe, all right? <laughs> I know everybody's like, don't, don't make me dig up my old art. I, I, I want to put myself away forever. No. Um, I, I think it started when I was like, probably man, like three or four years old. Uh, my dad personally took me to the theater to go and see spirit stallion of the Cimarron. Uh, and I was literally up out of my seat, like right up to the screen because the theater was just practically empty. It was only me in there and it was just, it felt incredibly immersive. And after that, I was just crazy about wanting to learn to draw and make art and whatnot. Uh, just like right after that, it snapped something. So, um, you know, I was having to bring art supplies everywhere I went. Like I was almost constantly having something in my hand drawing. Uh, and that later on led to me Later in my early teens, like 13, 14, I, I got onto DeviantArt. It was like in 2012. Mm-hmm. I both made my DeviantArt and Twitter account, but at that point, my Twitter account was dead. I wasn't doing anything with it. I didn't know really how to use Twitter. Um, but I was incredibly active on DeviantArt. All right. You know what? That is very fair and very valid. I was going to say... Believe it or not, you're not the first person to come on this podcast to say that spirit was a major thing that, like, got them into animation and such. So, there you go. You got that Mm -hmm. going for you. (laughs) And honestly, like, I can completely understand. There's not enough love that goes into that movie because it is just so fucking gorgeous. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, yeah. And it's like, people don't really know, uh, but the movie was supposed to be a lot darker than it was originally supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I mean, people apparently in the um, in the director's office and whatnot, the production team, they were calling it uh, Schindler's Horse because it was that dark. I did and, not hear that. I never heard yeah, that one there's, before. <laughs> uh, there was a video, you can find it on YouTube, of the entirety of talking about it, and there's like concept art, and it's basically, uh, it goes... Like, the, the story basically starts the same as how the movie starts of him, you know, growing up in the wild and everything. But then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until he's literally, like, reached the bottom of man uh, using uh, a horse as just a tool. And he's uh, basically, at the very end, Spirit's, like, stuck in a mine shaft. And he's, like, no longer seeing the sunlight. He's just trapped underground. And he's supposed to be worked there until his death. But at the very end, he is saved uh, by uh, one of the miners. And it's the first human he lets onto his back because he saves him. So it was supposed to be a lot darker than what, uh, you know, the movie we see now. 
and think about how spirit has kind of more or less evolved from that uh is it from that original concept of you know that super duper dark or whatnot to this happy-go-lucky kids franchise that Nef- netflix is milking the living crap out of oh i can't tell you how much i fucking hate that <laughs> netflix adaptation i hate it in our defense in our i guess in their defense it's not made for us let's be honest i no, mean no <laughs> it sucks but i mean come on it's definitely not made for anybody above their 20s yeah it's definitely not made for anyone above 10 let's be honest probably not i mean it's like kids are still people they can understand when the content's bad yeah yeah but th- there's bad and then there's being trapped in the mind chef bad let's be honest with yeah this. <laughs> yeah but going back to the conversation when did if you go from this like general love for art and animation to a passion and wanting to make it your career that would probably be only maybe a few years ago okay. because at first, all right. So there was like uh, a beginning to this right when I joined DeviantArt, this goes back to like uh, when I started to be more active on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a lot of like free requests for people and I got into the notion of like, Hey, I can actually make something out of this with using at that time the DeviantArt money, which I mean, they still have now, you know, DeviantArt DeviantArt points. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started to like sell off uh, adopts as those are very popular and people love the designs I was making. So uh, that kind of started it and it snowballed into later on knowing that people can make a lot out of commissions and it was all very new to me. I was very much of a noob about it. You know, I wasn't uh, savvy with it at all. Um, but uh, after I got, you know, tired of, you know, just doing free art, I was like, okay, you know, I can switch over into being a little bit more professional about this. Um, but problem was is that I wasn't very well known. I didn't really have my name out there as much as I do now. So, it, like... At that point, it was a it was a little bit pointless to uh, put anything out there because usually, if I did, it was completely silent. Nobody was, you know, asking me for anything. Mm-hmm. So, because um, there were a lot more larger artists out there, um, and I was still at the you know low level of this. So, I would say around like my Twitter was dead from 2012 up to I would say at the start of 2018. And then in 2019, that's when I started to kick it off because I started posting has been art. Mm. I think you know where this is going. I, I know um, this is going. Keep going. <laughs> and, you know, I started to uh, post more just art of the characters at first because Glory wasn't really a thing yet. Okay. She, she was more of just in the background. I hadn't really translated her over to that yet. So I was just testing the waters of like what would happen if I tried this. And once people started to really like my stuff and I, you know, put myself out there on Twitter, uh, I started to see the following uh, increase and people talking to me more. And, you know, now that I'm all the way up to 3K, uh, you know, I got myself a, a Venmo going and I hope at some point to completely open commissions. I, I don't have them open yet, but I, I will. I just want to make sure I have like everything perfectly in place first before I start anything. Right. Uh, because I just want people to be able to 
uh, have a smooth transaction with me about it. That is one thing that I'm sure as people that deal with commissions before or whatnot, yeah, a smooth transition certainly wouldn't hurt, but nevertheless, like I'm, I'm happy to hear like just more or less how, how much you've been able to grow in relatively a short amount of time. Cause let's be honest, like, you know, 2018, 2019 or whatnot, that's not that long ago. Like, especially because in fact that you've been doing digital art for years on end with deviant art as a whole or whatnot. Yes. Um, what was it about deviant art just in general that made you want to like gravitate to that in the first place? If I may ask. I just saw how fun the community was, like how people were talking to each other in the comments. Mm -hmm. It looked so incredibly fun to me. I was like, I want to talk to people. I want to have fun conversations. <laughs> you know, this looks this looks so neat. You know, I want to be a part of it. So uh, thing, thing was, though, I wasn't always a digital artist. I mm. literally started out with Sharpie and paper and a scanner and like working probably for like maybe eight to 10 hours on things uh, using only paint. Ooh. Cause that was like the only thing I had on my computer. Uh, and sometimes the scans didn't even work, but like I made sure that everything went through. Um, and then probably for six to eight years, I drew with my mouse. Everything I made was by mouse. Uh, Ooh, okay. So people would compliment me on that, but then I look back on it and I'm like, man, this art is <laughs> not worth that. Stop. Stop telling me that. It looks like garbage. Because, uh, like, everybody knows, like, drawing with a mouse is just, like, you know, blah. Don't do it. Um, which I totally agree with now. Uh, because in uh, 2019, when I started to become more serious about drawing the husband art, I was like, okay, mouse is not cutting it. This does not look good. You know, I'm tired of this. So I went on Amazon and I found a good tablet, Huon tablet. Uh, and at first I was actually scared of using it because I thought that it would completely change everything. And I thought that my art would no longer be what it was. And I was worried that I wouldn't be able to use it correctly. Right. Uh, but I had, I, I, I literally had it sitting in the corner collecting dust, not using it at all. <laughs> and finally I had to, you know, like swallow that anxiety and be like, I need to progress here. And, you know, I set it up and I started using it slowly. Like I was kind of going in between of using my mouse and the, t and the tablet at the same time. And now it's, all that I use. <laughs> it's the only thing I could imagine using. I believe the uh, the technical and proper term for that is progress. Um, yes. <laughs> it's incredible uh, whenever you're given the ability to, to do some more stuff and really get a lot more comfortable with what a lot of industry standards are using. Yeah, it's incredible what you're able to do, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm glad to hear, nevertheless, that, like, again, you were able to see that progress as well and, like, get to truly improve and get to get all sorts of just, you know, good ideas out there. And I appreciate the fact that, like, especially with DeviantArt, I, again, I know it's more or less like a meme these days, but, like, especially back in the day when there was a true community with with uh, DeviantArt or whatnot, I can only imagine how cool mm -hmm. the community must have been and how much it must have amazed you to be a part of that and people appreciating what you were doing. Oh, it was very much in its innocent stage i should say mm -hmm. uh i very much miss the old layout of deviantart i will say i'm not a fan of eclipse it some of it's a bit janky and wonky for my taste but um you know i've had to uh deal with other websites changing so it's not too much of a problem like once you get used to it uh right. but 
uh, yeah, I remember DeviantArt in its very young days uh, of just people. Like, I remember when people were crazy about making stamps, <laughs> if you remember that. I was, um, I, you got to get me in on this because I was not a part of the DeviantArt in its glory days, more or less. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, like, the big thing to do at that point when I was on was to make stamps. And it was basically... Uh, you just take a little JPEG and put it into this little uh, stamp mold. And mm -hmm. it could be a, a GIF. It could be animated. It could just be a regular photo. And it'd be, like, of anything that you wanted to go on that stamp. And I guess you could, like, use them in, in groups or, like, just on your page in general. Okay. It's just to show people what you loved or if you just wanted to make them uh, just for the fun of it. Uh, and at some points... I, I thought that I was, like, missing out. I was like, I want to be, like, the cool kids. I want to make stamps. And it was like, and then later on it was like, hmm, maybe not. <laughs> uh, so a trend that's more or less gone for the, the wayside. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> but yes. I also imagine being a part of DeviantArt or whatnot, you probably got a lot of inspirations from a lot of the artists on there. And I know one of the biggest artists. Oh, that God, I, yeah. I was saying I know one of the biggest artists that I personally know about to come from DeviantArt is obviously Vivzy Pop, especially when it came to mm -hmm. Hasbin Hotel and such. How did you first hear of Viv and Hasbin? Honestly, it was right when, I think it was right when the Kinky Boots clip came out. Mm. That's when I first heard about her. And But the thing is, a long time ago, even before then, before I'd even seen the clip come out or whatnot, I was seeing her Zoophobia stuff around. Okay. And I was also seeing, I think, a little bit of her Invaders in Mart. And then, like, the concept art for the Hatton characters. But for some reason, it was in very obscure parts of the internet, and I didn't see them in their entirety of, like, when they were coming out, right. um, because that was very early, and I didn't get on the internet until I was, like, fully on the internet until I was in my young teens. So it's, like, most of the earliest stages of that I had missed, and I was pretty much seeing the somewhat middle to end of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, I, I didn't think much of it at the time because I had a lot of other artists that were incredibly active that I was getting inspiration from. Okay. So it wasn't until much later after the clips had started coming out that I was like, oh, I'm into this. <laughs> you know what? Like, I didn't know demons could be this fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is very fair and very, very valid. I do want to ask super quickly, what were some of those artists, other artists that you got inspiration from, if I may ask? Oh man, uh, well, I do have a current one okay. that I will suggest people go and check them out. Uh, they're on DeviantArt. They're they're by the name uh, Doe Prince, Doe Prince, and they are making a comic that is phenomenal. Ooh. The art looks so smooth and pretty. Uh, they have like their own. This comic is uh, of deer. Mm -hmm. uh, these deer that are going on a journey to find their god's children and i mean the dialogue characters like you immediately get you know uh sucked into like into their world it's very interesting okay so i highly suggest going and looking them up uh let's see you give me a moment yeah, i can take your time. look at some of the artists that i follow I'm going to take too long here. <laughs> I 
I do know that one of the artists that I followed very early on was by the name of DJ88. Okay. And they had a very grainy, dark style that uh, they could easily have worked for Disney. They could <laughs> uh, replicate the Lion King style very easily. Okay. Uh, they, they made a lot of their own personal content. There were a lot of, obviously, horse artists that I followed. Um, I wonder I why. I don't exactly... <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> and... Um, Eliximory, they drew a lot of fan art from like Cartoon Network cartoons. Goodness, who else? Oh, uh, there was an uh, an artist that I followed very early on. This is like right when I joined Even I okay. found this artist. They were like huge at the time because they, uh, I guess, of their style and the fact that they uh, made a lot of comic series. They drew a lot of Treasure Planet, Ooh, uh, Dolphy. Yes. Okay. Uh, they were very popular. Um, uh, this artist is a very active right now. They actively make uh, long comic series, uh, zooming. Okay. They're very active. They they have a lot of beautiful art. Uh, they make pretty much all their own, like all of their content is their own characters, mm -hmm. and their characters are super interesting and unique and whatnot. Uh, they have very interesting world building. They're very fantasy. Alright. <laughs> and then this this artist just like cracks me up because of the way that they present their uh work in their comics and whatnot. They go by Z Tune. Z dash tune. I know that one. That's the one I do know. <laughs> I love their work so oh much. My it's just, gosh. They incorporate cute and creepy so well together. It's like you don't expect it, but it's like their characters mm -hmm. and the way that they uh, plot their comics. They they have like turns and twists that you don't expect. I just I absolutely love their little character pom pom. Yes, the little marionette puppet. Fucking love yes, it. I would have to say my favorite though is Bones. I think yeah, he's funny. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, that one I I, I love. I also can't help but like love their like parody of sonic the ponic and fails or whatnot whenever they push yes, up for that one yeah. i love it when mm -hmm. they do that art z tunes if you listen to this by chance please come on the podcast i'd love to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there oh i'm definitely putting it out there if, if anything else i'm probably could i could probably find several ways to get in contact with them but let's get back to you the artist that i want to talk about today because i i'm glad to hear about all these inspirations and all this kind of development when it came to deviant art because i know it kind of led to more or less the character that most people would know you for and who i'm kind of talking to with your icon right there and that is the wonderful yes. glory uh <laughs> for, for those who don't know how would you describe her and what inspired her Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> i've told this story many times uh, we'll tell uh, it a million and one so, <laughs> uh, so funny enough, what a shocker. She actually started as a horse. <laughs> I didn't know about this part. Time out. Go, go on. <laughs> no, so basically, you know what? I don't even know how I came up with a name for her either. That's a complete mystery to me now. I, I guess I just like the name. I don't know how I, how I stuck with it or chose it. If I have to be honest, it, it just uh, manifested itself onto her. Um, 
And it's like she she was never supposed to be me. It's okay. only been really since I, uh, it, I guess it's when I started talking to people more uh, over uh, DMs and whatnot that they would only refer to me as Glory. They would just refer to me by my username. And like, I just, that's what I used. Uh, so like, just to be clear, she's not, she's not me. She's been my OC for, you know, years and years now. She's literally an insertion character. Like, if there's a movie or a cartoon that I find interesting or, you know, a world that I want to, you know, interact with, I put her into it so that uh, I can make content out of it. And you if know, that makes sense. No, that, that makes complete and utter sense. And to be fair, like, I think it's a great character that you've created or whatnot and put into uh, these different scenarios or whatnot. I, I just... For me, again, like for those, again, for those who do not know, again, I'm talking to the icon, but how would you best describe <laughs> Glory? Uh, she's very much a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can be very stubborn. She doesn't exactly like getting help from anybody. She likes to be very independent. Uh, she has a very tough exterior. You know, she tries to come off stoic at first. She doesn't like to give people, you know, she doesn't like to give her trust away. At the, at the drop of a dime of meeting people, it has to take a little time before she knows them well enough to be able to be more open. Uh, so basically, you know, in the concept of, you know, meeting Baxter, at first she was very standoffish. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't really want anything to do with him. But then, you know, it, they grew emotionally toward each other. And so she doesn't mind opening up to him at all. So, you know, that's in the sense of like any other characters that she interacts with. Um, She's very confident and, uh, you know, she loves to be on her own and with people just the same. You know, it doesn't matter. Like if she has to be out, then she can deal with it. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like it's it is. A very interesting character, and I can sort of understand somewhat of the self-insert. The thing that, again, took me back is, again, I know you at least on Twitter as Miss Snow Kitty or whatnot, but yet it originally yes. started off as a horse. We've kind of been yes. dancing around it, but I want to establish the the, <laughs> the horse narrative or whatnot because I imagine, I imagine it stems not just from the, you know, spirit, like, watching that film or whatnot, but also kind of stems from the fact that you take care of horses as well. Yes. Like, yes, I... Huh? I was going to say, what exactly is your obsession with horses? If I just can just ask bluntly. <laughs> okay, that is actually a very different part of my life with horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess to start from the beginning of it, when I was very young, uh, probably when I was like five or six years old, my parents took me to a... I think it was like a carnival or a fairground. Okay. And, you know, they obviously had, you know, the carnival pony ride, you know, with the, the ponies and on a, a walker going around in a circle for little kids to have rides on. And I was really nervous at first and I was scared and I was like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not. I was an extremely introverted child. Like I did not like to put myself out at all. I, I was terrified of doing new things. So for like me to tell my mom like hey can I go ride one of the ponies it it shocked the hell out of her <laughs> that I said that and uh at, right after that had happened 
I was completely obsessed and I wanted to do more, you know, like something just pushed me to do it. And I, I guess a unknown force knew what it was doing because, you know, later on I got my own pony and uh, I started riding lessons uh, not too long after that. I had this beautiful uh, training pony named Shasta and he was, he was so well behaved <laughs> and I even uh, was in a show with him once. We Aww. did one horse show. Uh one sixth place, but that's something. Hey, um, at least you placed. I was going, <laughs> yes, I was going against a bunch of older riders, so it was surprising that I got anything at all. But, um, yeah, and one of the other things that also pushed me into loving horses even more, uh, this wonderful woman named Ginger Catherines. She runs a website, uh, the, uh, a foundation, the Cloud Foundation, uh, for helping wild horses and against uh, <laughs> this is not Black Lives Matters, okay? This is uh, the BLM. They're the Bureau of Land Management. Okay. And sometimes they like to take too many wild horses out of the wild. There can be like thirty to forty thousand that are being held in pens Ooh. and not being adopted, Ooh. and so. She tries to help keep the uh, prior Mustangs out in the wild and help them, you know, have their families and uh, keep them safe uh, from, you know, the inevitable of being caught and possibly going to a slaughterhouse because that's mm -hmm. what happens to these Mustangs. Uh, if they're not bought, then they're sent off to slaughter for money. That's what happens. Yeah. So uh, she's doing an amazing thing of, like, helping these horses uh, keep their numbers in check and whatnot, uh, keep the land healthy. And I saw her documentaries. There's three documentaries, and she follows the life of this one Mustang named Cloud mm -hmm. and how basically wild horse society works and how the families uh, grow, uh, you know, how they survive. And it was so incredibly interesting to me, uh, you know, even as a young child, and, you know, usually when I would try to speak to any other kids about this stuff, they wouldn't understand. <laughs> so I was, you know, known as the crazy horse girl in my class. <laughs> well, luckily, crazy horse girl on the internet these days is just cool person today um <laughs> because oh I'm, yeah because i'm yeah. be honest i could just listen to you talk about horses for probably most of the time because i can tell <laughs> i can tell there's a a deep-seated like love and passion for the horses in general i can only imagine like not only how much you connect to them but how much like they can mean to you both personally and in some of the ways you're able to like express yourself in art and such oh yeah oh yeah um they they helped me through a lot when i was younger because I, I wasn't the best at making friends and I was taken advantage of a lot mm -hmm. and they were basically my release in, you know, from all that, you know, at the end of the day when I would go out and, you know, I would do all that stuff myself and be on top of this, you know, 1200 pound animal, you know, it made me feel confident, you know, in other places that I couldn't be. So, you know, it was very much of like, you know, a therapy type deal. Um, and horses are very emotional creatures. You know, we share 80% of our DNA with them. 
uh, they can they can feel uh you know guilt embarrassment love you know kindness they it's almost about the same as an, an elephant maybe you know just a bit below they're not exactly on that scale of intelligence but they can be extremely intelligent right right i mean again horses are i'm genuinely saying this horses are like fascinating creatures uh was I'm, I'm starting to sound like what was it like spongebob with like mystery the seahorse that he had that one episode. yes <laughs> that was a great episode oh it's a wonderful episode but very relatable uh, extremely, <laughs> i can i can only imagine um <laughs> but i also imagine like you were saying with like more or less like a, a therapy kind of thing especially when it comes to horses i you can correct me if i'm wrong but i imagine art mm-hmm. is almost kind of the same way for you as well as a good way for you to oh, truly yes. express yourself more than anything else Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's basically, you know, a medium to get every single type of emotion you have out onto something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, you know, sad, upset, angry, frustrated, annoyed, happy, wh- whatever it is, you know, you can literally just manifest it into something. Absolutely, and I, I know that you probably do a good job with that more than anything else. Once again, going back to your OC with Glory, because I know like with some of the art pieces you've been able to produce, there's been a wide range of emotion. Whether it's you know happy, blissful times, you know painful, hard times, or whatnot, uh, letting out like some anger or something like that. Like, I imagine mm-hmm. like not only is Glory a good self-insert for you, but it's also a good medium for you to translate just how you feel. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh no, you're you're very much correct. <laughs> uh, I have to know more than anything else. Again, with all the like with all the different pieces you've done when it comes to glory or whatnot, I have to know: is there a personal favorite or yours, or one that like sticks out above the rest when it comes to like you were able to produce it and you felt like not only did you translate that emotion the best, but like it turned out like really spectacular and something that a lot of people got to admire. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's a really hard one because I feel like I've posted thousands of pieces. Now. <laughs> um, you, you can list a few if you can't just narrow down one. I completely understand. That would probably be best because uh, I will say that most of the fan favorites is when she's wearing a little less clothing than usual. Huh? I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. No. I, Totally wouldn't know why. Um, it's not like you didn't draw a potentially gorgeous character that the internet is going to instantly clamp onto. Who would get that idea? No. No, of course not. Um, I guess one of the most recent pieces I made would be a favorite of mine, uh, where uh, if you know my posts, I, I make each one, I, I try to make each one have a title. Mm-hmm. so that people can pick them out more easily. Right. Uh, so this one was heavily inspired off of the song from The Hobbit by Ed Sheeran, I See Fire, mm-hmm. because that song is uh, very close to me in the fact that I have been in some incredibly major fires before. Oh, wow. Uh, here in California, I've been through the campfire, which came within a mile and a half of my house. Oh, wow. Uh, we had to evacuate and go to my dad's office, and uh, it's I'm lucky that our house never came close to you know being burnt because they they were going to stop it before it came within our city limits. But um, 
you know, I was terrified. I, I didn't know what was going to happen to the horses. I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, to the house and our property and whatnot is a very scary thing going through right. the night of wondering what's going to happen. And, um, I mean, it looked, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, everything looked alienish, you know, just complete and utter darkness outside and just this bright light off in the distance from the smoke. Um, and then not too long ago, I can't remember if this was in, wait, I, I don't want to, uh, I want to fact check this. I was gonna say, I, I'm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I assume you're talking about like some of the more recent ones that happened in like 2020 or 2021. Uh, in uh around July in 2021, the Dixie Fire mm. happened, and that fortunately it was moving away from us, but it was a constant fear. Right. Like the the um the campfire survivors were terrified out of their minds that this fire was now going on because it is now the largest fire in California's history. You know, it burnt over, you know, a hundred thousand acres. Right. And, uh, it was moving east away from us, Mm -hmm. but there, there were always scares when they would tell us like, Hey, the winds might change its course. And I was just like constantly viewing it on my weather radar of like, just please don't turn around, you right, know. Right. Um, unfortunately, it destroyed half of two little towns. And, you know, it's such a sad thing to see, uh, you know, in the aftermath of what of what happened. Because a few months later after the campfire happened, we actually drove up into the area where it happened to just look around and see what uh, it looked like. And it looked like, you know, an atomic bomb had gone off. Right. I mean, it looked horrible. Um, luckily everything is pretty much bouncing back now. And most of what's been destroyed has been rebuilt and it's green up there again. Mm -hmm. Um, we came back halfway because I moved to Texas for a year and a half. And when we came back and we were house hunting, uh, you know, I could see where the burn scars had started to heal and, you know, that gave a, you know, a relieving feeling. Right. And so uh, I, I can understand how kind of the the pain of that or just even going through that, I can see that easily be translated in the icy fire piece more than anything else. Yes. And I also absolutely love the edit that one of my followers made of that where right. uh, you can see it moving. I've, I've never, it was like the first time I've seen one of my pieces moving. It's like <laughs> uh, the way that Glory's hair looks in that is totally how I'd imagine if it was animated. It's it's amazing what followers are able to do when given the opportunity, and I can also easily see why that is one of the favorite pieces of yours. Again, I looked at that and like whenever you release or whatnot, and I could tell there was a lot of again emotion that went into that more than anything else. Like goodness, uh-huh. like you you nailed it more than anything else with that one. I absolutely love taking my time to study expressions and emotions of characters. I'll mm-hmm. even you know, pull up whole entire movies just to find one plot point of, you know, when the characters are showing a certain emotion so that I can, you know, like lock it away for later. Um, so, um, I, I, I like to take my time of knowing that I'm, what I'm making is very translatable that you can tell what the characters are feeling. Exactly. Exactly. I can, I can, 
I can only imagine just thinking about some of the pieces you've been able to do. And I will certainly talk about my personal favorite piece, but there's one other thing mm-hmm. that I want to talk about when it comes to glory before I say what my personal favorite piece is. And you kind of uh-huh. illustrated this before or whatnot, but she seems to have a th- certain thing for a uh, a husband hotel character, uh, a weird yeah. <laughs> boy by the name of Baxter. <laughs> Now, I, I, I just have one question I really want to start this off with. What is your obsession with the fish boy? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No way. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, oh, goodness. I, I'm being so aggressively questioned now. Uh, <laughs> no, like, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't love the character. But I've got you the see- bright light in my face, <laughs> and you're making me confess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, again, it's not that I don't I'm love the kid. the fish boy. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, again, it's not that I don't love Baxter. Baxter has certainly a unique character <laughs> character that I certainly want to see more of. But you seem to have like a different level of appreciation to say at least when it comes to that character. So again, what is your obsession with Baxter? <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to go from the beginning of this as well. Go for it. Okay, so funny funny enough, uh, I did not start out with liking Baxter. I didn't even know he existed. And, <laughs> Valid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know. Poor little thing. Um, uh, I actually shipped Glory first with Alistair because okay. it was at the very start of everything. I had only known Husband for a few months, and so... It's like, of course, I fell for the dear man. I mean, he's got the charm, you know, and everything. He's charismatic. You know, who wouldn't like him? You know, he's got the that lovely transatlantic accent mm-hmm. um, by the lovely Ed Bosco. Uh, so, Amen. Uh, who is a lovely man to chat with. And so I tried to go on from there, but, like, something was telling me something wasn't clicking. And so... Uh, once some of the other clips had come out, the Serpentius clip came out, and I was like, oh, I like the snake, you know? <laughs> so, so I was, like, seeing what was there to be done. You know, I, I, I sometimes like to test the waters with characters when shipping with her. You know, sometimes I'll just, like, play around with it for a little while and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, go back to what I'm familiar with. Right. Uh, anyway, I digress. And then it moved on to Husk, and that was a a good choice at that point because it was cat and cat. The colors worked very well with each other. The dynamic blue and red. Uh, People seemed to really hook onto that ship. Uh, That was like the ship that got me noticed uh, the most at the very beginning of my following ship. Uh, So people basically knew me for the Husk and Glory ship at first. That was what got me off the ground. Um, Because... Uh, the Serpentius one is what got me off the ground on DeviantArt. People liked it on there. Okay. Uh, and I also shared it a little bit on my Twitter, but I wasn't sure at first yet. Uh, but the Husk one uh, is what got me afloat. So I would say that one went on for maybe uh, maybe six or eight months. I would have to say practically almost a year. And then... Uh, <laughs> You know him very well, uh, Wiley Coyote. Yep, yep. He uh, got. He started to notice Baxter. We we all started to notice this little fish boy character, and 
he started to give him a voice. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all went, you know, crazy. <laughs> uh, that, that's where it all went down. Uh, that voice, uh, that little nerdy voice uh, that he gave him. So uh, that's that's what knocked me off my feet with Fishboy, is that we started to give him a personality. Uh, you know, we gave him characteristics that were, you know, that made him him of being that, you know, nerd that was an introvert and mad scientist and everything. Um, you know, because at that point, Viv was doing absolutely nothing with him as nothing has been done with him since. I know that he's been requested in a few of her drawing streams uh, when those were going on. Uh, I I was present for some of those. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. And I have seen his you know, old design of, uh, when he looked a little too much like Alistair and obviously (laughs) that got thrown out the door. Um, but you know, now we know him as the, the fish boy that he is. When I saw the official, like actual fish boy art of him by both of them, like Viv's reference sheets of him and the art that, uh, Ashley Nichols had made, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I want to give this a shot, and I want to, I want to draw fish boy. So, uh, I started to make a few pieces of him in between the husk art, and it's like just out of curiosity, I was like, let's see what happens if I draw him with Corey. And because at that point, every other ship art I had seen of him was, uh, you know, with Nifty, obviously, right. uh, you know, the two smallest characters. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, I I thought like, well, you know, it's not really going to get noticed much if if that's the most popular ship, and like I've got the thing going with the husk ship and whatnot, and that's actually you know working out all right for me. Uh, but you know, again, just out of the curiosity, I went and you know posted a piece uh, of her and him, and immediately people attached to it. You know, they uh, were. Basically, you know, screaming in the comments of like, we love this dynamic. We love the, you know, tough tomboy girl with the the cute little nerd. And so, uh, and especially the fact of like that they are both uh, blue in their color palettes mm-hmm. and the height differences. And, you know, since people seem to, you know, love it so much, I was like, hmm, okay, let's, let's see where this goes. And... Now it's what you see currently, and it had never stopped. <laughs> yep. I don't think it really has stopped more than anything else. Going a little sidetrack for a second, I just want to say uh, Wiley's voice of Baxter when not. I don't care when slash if Viv does anything when it comes to that voice, Wiley's voice will forever be the canon voice for me. I am putting that yep. out there. I don't care mm-hmm. who does anything else. His voice is what I'm thinking of every time I see Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, between all of us, uh, we will always know him as the OG fish boy. Exactly, exactly. I can come close or whatnot, but I don't think I can really get the uh, maniacalness that Wiley can get to it. Uh, it's something close to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good attempt. <laughs> <laughs> something along the lines of that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the, the mad scientist laugh. Oh, trust me. I, I'm attempting to do voice acting myself. I gotta at least have one in, in my back pocket somewhere. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> right exactly but nevertheless like i'm glad to know that like wiley was a good influence upon that as well knowing how much of a uh integral part that wiley has been when it comes to like helping with your art or whatnot um and it Mm -hmm. goes back to one of the what i was going to say is my favorite piece that you've ever done is the Mm -hmm. freaking 
uh, Glory and Baxter in the bed. Good night. You know, good night. Clap, clap. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was actually a very random idea that came to my mind of like, what if this, what if this angler worked like a clap-on, clap-off lamp? <laughs> and I was like, all right, got to draw this. Uh, and like usually whenever I have any ideas that come to mind, I will uh, text Wiley the ideas in our DMs and, you know, we'll pin messages and I'll basically have these pre-made uh, like little scripts made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I want to go back and find something to work on, I have the dialogue ready, uh, you know, and I passed that idea by him. And he was like, we got to dub that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he always lets me know if he wants to uh, dub one of the comics. Like, so there's um, always uh, some of those like in the back pocket um, when we have time to do them. You can find... Uh, dubs uh, scattered across my timeline on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a good few to choose from if you find them. I, I mean, whenever you guys do, whenever you do put out a dub or whatnot, again, it's just bliss knowing the character and you. And whatnot. Like <laughs> it's it's absolutely perfect what you've been able to produce out there and like especially mm-hmm. like let's be honest wiley is also like a major factor in that because he could definitely pull his weight i mean he's a voice actor i anticipated oh, yeah. that yes uh, <laughs> but he does mm-hmm. a really good job encapsulating that character and again really confirming to me that he needs to be the voice of baxter like officially just just <laughs> putting that out there um <laughs> but i i i i am one of the the majority that also just absolutely love the the ship that you've put out there and the art that you produce or whatnot. And I imagine, obviously, like, again, you worked with, you know, you doing stuff with Wiley or whatnot. I imagine that also gave you a good connection to another good friend of both of ours, George Edward, a.k.a. Ed. Yes. And I imagine that has led you to some fun opportunities, including helping out a little bit with the puppet, the Nightmare Elf, if I may ask. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will be... Uh like officially helping with that at some point uh i like i basically just have a a pre-made position made for that uh later on when ed is more uh focused on it entirely right right i mean i imagine like especially with that universe as well like what is it about the universe that uh ed made that has you like fully intrigued with it it's so fun and creative i mean i i have not seen like a cartoon with that unique of an idea in so long it's so different like that's really what caught me off guard with it is that it's nothing that I've seen in a while so it's like you know of course you know it caught my interest you know of what he wanted to do with it and I started making fan art uh, for him uh, every so often and he found that my style worked well you know with drawing puppet and whatnot mm-hmm. so he asked for you know later help for me with it I've even done some concept art help uh, for him uh, with like outfit designs and whatnot or uh, you know the characters in general backgrounds and whatnot um, I, I mean I've even uh, spoken about like you know helping with merch in the future I, you know, I've even made Wiley a custom shirt uh, with some of the puppet characters on <laughs> I it. I saw that and it looks incredible. <laughs> Those specifically uh, the characters uh, from one of the, I believe it was off of the puppet Twitter banner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, and um, 
What else was I going to say? I know for me personally, like with what little bit you have been able to help out with that, I remember what was it? The, the basically the newborn uh, nightmare elves or what, or newborn elves or whatnot in their like little eggshell or whatnot. I just thought that was adorable. You nailed that. Oh, yeah. That was incredibly fun to work on, <laughs> uh, drawing them as, as little tiny babies. And uh, it was fun having that information of like, no, there's like so much I don't know yet about Puppet that is what's making it so exciting to be able to be a part of it is because I'm just as hyped to know what's happening. Oh, trust me. I'm right there along with you or whatnot. And I know less than you. (laughs) 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 Like just, just ever since like, ever since I've even had a chance to talk to, to Ed about puppet or whatnot, like I've just been excited to see what more he's, he's going to be bringing or whatnot. Cause every little bit that I do see or whatnot, again, just makes me crave for just a little bit more, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's like, what else are you hiding in there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There you go. And I just love, like, the fact that, you know, especially when you've been, like, just producing more or less, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been producing more or less, like, comfort art, more or less, like, with your character or whatnot, with your original character, putting them in these scenarios or whatnot. Like, is... Actually, I'll ask that question. Would you say that, like, being able to to have Glory and being able to put her in these scenarios or whatnot, has it become more or less like a comfort character for you? I I would say so. I've always had, uh, like, something's always drawn me to the beauty of simple romance Mm -hmm. between two people where it's, you know, incredibly endearing and that you know that they are there for each other and that it's obvious that they care about one another. And I really wanted to express that with Gloria Baxter of that she would never want anything to happen to him just as much that he wouldn't want anything to happen to her. Um, And I I, I just like to translate that into, you know, nice, wholesome moments between the two of... Uh, knowing that they can be close to each other without, um, you know, feeling awkward. I mean, I think you do a, a good job translating that, if I do say so myself, uh, with especially that ship. And just what you've been able to do with Glory in general. I just have to ask, like, do you have any, like, do you have any plans that you would like to see with Glory? Like, is there an opportunity in the future for you to, like, want to make it, like, a, a comic based on, you know, Glory or whatnot? Or is it just more or less, like, you just want to keep producing just fun art for you? Uh, it's a little mix of wanting both of those things because I can get very focused on my own work and I usually like to focus on my own ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... I I will say that making comics can make me very anxious because I, I start to feel like I'm pushing too much of my other work back and that I won't have time for anything else and it can get very repetitive and, you know, there can uh, start to be some tension uh, because, you know, I start getting other ideas in my head, but it's like, I hate the feeling of leaving something unfinished. So it's like, Uh, I feel like I can't start anything else until like the comic or whatever I'm working on is done, which it's like, I don't know how long it's going to take, you know, it could take me two weeks. So it's like, um, sometimes I only, uh, produce, uh, such comics if I know what's happening from start to finish, uh, then, you know, I can be secure about how long it's going to take. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's very fair. Very valid. Um, 
I, I do have to at least ask, though, like, especially with what you have been able to put into glory and what you have been able to put into, like, these characters just as a whole. And, hell, ever since you've been, like, really gone all in when it comes to art and such, does it ever amaze you more or less the art journey that you've been on and the people you've been able to, to develop good relationships with along the way? Oh, man, I mean, at the very beginning, I didn't think that I would ever be in any such group that I am now. I mean... You know, it, sorry, I have a tiny kitten climbing all over me. Um, <laughs> he's just like, mom, stop doing what you're doing. I want attention. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, it, there are people that I'm speaking to now that, you know, I've, you know, watched for some good time that I thought that I would, you know, never have any you know interaction with uh like mexican 64 seb he's mm. an amazing person uh mars uh martian uh they are a wonderful artist uh, a few other people i've uh spoken with hellbent from dolan yes he is an amazing guy uh let's see uh, I've spoken with uh, ArcSync and Eric and a lot of other beautiful people. And I mean, the fact that, like, you know, I've gotten to know, you know, Wiley and, you know, all of my other close friends. Uh, I I met them through some interesting circumstances, but it's those circumstances that have uh, made us like the friend group that we are today. You know, we had to, like, go through a lot with uh, some troublesome people, right. uh, but that's all put behind us now, you know. And all of us, you know, love supporting each other in whatever we're developing. I, I'd say, if nothing else, you certainly developed quite a, a good community more than anything else. And, again, it goes back to the question I asked before, like, especially considering the art journey just as a whole – does it amaze you that you've been able to get this far just in general when it comes to art? Oh, yeah. I mean, there were plenty of times that I thought, like, no, I suck. I'm not going to do anything good, you know, <laughs> add that mindset. Uh, you know, there's always points in time where you think, you know, that other artists are always going to be above you, and that's not the case. It's the time and patience that you yourself put into your art because that's the only way that you are going to feel like it's getting any better uh, because, you know, you have to uh, put your own confidence into it or else, you know, you're not going to, I mean, it's basically like leveling up, you know, you, you start to notice more progress uh, as you go along um, because you're definitely not going to be the same, you know, a year later, you know, even, a few months you could see progress and if i had to give my advice of like what i use for my tools is that i i love using pinterest they have a tons of reference uh reference images on there uh that you can you know view by just making an account on there like sure the the ads can get a little annoying but like honestly they're not too much in the way uh, but whenever I need to look up poses or, you know, anything that I need for inspiration, I go on there. Uh, and or, uh, as I said before, I go and look back on, you know, older animated movies, like, because that's of my own taste. But like, you know, if people have a movie that really inspires them and they 
like feel something spark in them about it, then go look back at it and, you know, study every little thing you see because something, you know, even in the tiniest amount can like be put into your art and people will notice it because uh, I've had times where, you know, people tell me like your style molds so well into, you know, what you're drawing from. And that's only because it, it molded into my own style over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I started out with trying to copy styles, you know, and that's how you basically like, you never want to trace or copy or post anybody else's work. That's not okay. Don't steal. (laughs) But like, if you take your time to study those styles and see like what you can do that makes it, you know, um, work smarter, not harder, uh, about it. Um, you know, you have to pick and choose little things, uh, that you like, like maybe you find that you can do a certain style of eyebrows or, uh, like how you draw a nose, like just whatever it is, you know, you start incorporating it more into what you're making and start, uh, drawing less and less of what that original style was. And then you find that you have your own thing. It's like you sometimes only can identify artists' uh, pieces by their own style. And I have told people that my style is so unique that they immediately know it's mine. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like to hear is that, like, they're not comparing it to anything else. They they know it that uh, immediately, like I said, it's mine. Amen to that. I was going to say, I can definitely tell a lot of the influence of the stuff that goes into your art. But anytime I see your art, I know it's yours because I can tell your style from a mile away. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, Glory, we've been talking a lot about the art you have been able to produce and the, the journey you've had so far or whatnot. But for this next question, if I may, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say okay. I'm big shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to him like, look. Glory, we know you can produce some outstanding stuff, all right? I we we see we trust me, we have seen the art that you've been able to produce and we cannot take our eyes off of it. You take a guess which pieces those are. Um <laughs> we have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be possible. We should probably be rebuilding so many stuff that got destroyed by the fires, but we'll get to that eventually. Right now is you <laughs> and you alone right now. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream glory project? Well, I've had one sort of in my mind ever since the uh, movie Rio came out with okay. the birds. Okay. Uh, the 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 music scene uh, with Hot Wings. I really loved the atmosphere of that scene of you know when the birds are uh, dancing and singing and all that. Mm-hmm. I just love the vibe of it, and I have always. I uh, thought that it would be fun to do, you know, a music video type deal of, like, obviously, you know, now Glory and Baxter, uh, yeah. of them having a moment like that, of like how Blue and Jewel did in that moment, of them just letting loose, you know, dropping their nerves and having fun. Okay. And obviously, it being a music type deal, it would need, you know, some nice tunes and you know, atmospheric sounds to go with it. And I think you know who would be in charge of that. Yep. Uh, Mr. Wiley himself. <laughs> uh, he said that, you know, he would love to help out with such a thing if I ever wanted to do it, uh, which I'm very thankful for. And 
uh, I think that I would probably take my time to find the right people to produce such a thing because I I have no hand in animation. I I I can't do that for shit. Not uh, yet. <laughs> I've never thought of studying it. Uh, okay, fair. I mean, fair. it's a very strenuous uh, thing to do. Like you know, that it's very time consuming. There are obviously people who have it like as their calling, mm-hmm. uh, but I prefer to make more still images of you know intense moments. Uh, although it's obvious that I, I've actually had some people say like this looks like it's moving, like this looks like it's out of a scene. Um, you know, I've even had some people say that they would love to see you know Glory animated or like even in has been itself but i'm like i'm sorry i have no control over that i'm sorry we can only um, hope we can only hope i've even had some people say like she better be with baxter when husband <laughs> comes out and i'm like i'm i can't do anything about that i'm sorry i'm very flattered it's so incredibly sweet to hear that uh but it's like how does um, it feel I, to know that you have such a presence in the community <laughs> it's nice <laughs> it's very sweet yeah um i i will definitely continue to make what i'm making now uh of the two as much as i can um you know with new ideas and and or longer comics in the future well there you go and i know i'm certainly gonna be excited to see what's next but sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and i'll ask the ever so generic question where do you hope where do you hope to see yourself five to ten years from now You know, that that's kind of hard to say because, like, anything can change in that amount of time. True. And it's it's really all up to, you know, either, you know, the decisions I make and or, you know, chance or fate or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope that possibly I, I could have some larger projects going on. I, I would like to make more, you know, detailed comics. Uh I, I would just uh, have to say that I would like to see, you know, my art progress even more than it has been. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That that I mean, that's a good thing to aspire for more than anything else, just to see improvement at the end of the day. It's like I I honestly just never want to see the growing stop. Good. Good. You just want to see where I can keep going with it. That is a beautiful thing to aspire for, aspire for. Yeah, words are wonderful. Um, <laughs> as we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, you've deeply yes. entrenched yourself in art for years, for as long as you could potentially remember. Yes. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I I mean, it, it's been, I'd say that it's been with us since probably, you know, the beginning of time. I mean, it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter, you know, what you do, it, it's going to be seen and, you know, interpreted in so many different ways. You know, it's always going to be important to have it around because, you know, honestly, it's been an outlet for uh, people in so many different ways, uh, you know, of helping them, you know, even keep their own lives going, uh, you know, out of dark times and whatnot, you know, uh, helping people, you know, keep finances going. Um, th- and, you know, you could potentially bring something 
completely new to the table that nobody's ever seen. And that would be all yours to call your own. And so there's really no limit to what you can do with it in any sense of the medium. You know, it could be, you know, dance, art, painting, uh, anything, you know, as long as you put your heart and mind to it, you know, there's absolutely, uh, you know, no wall to hit with it. There you go. There you go. That is wonderfully worded if I do say so myself. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Gloria, that's all the questions that I have for you. Um, I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I want to shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do whatever I want. Um, uh. <laughs> don't tell me you weren't expecting this. Um, <laughs> no, I just have to sit here and take it. <laughs> what? You're telling me you don't appreciate compliments? Um, no. <laughs> Glory, ever since I've gotten the chance to first see your art, uh, I've just absolutely loved and appreciate every little bit of it. Uh, just like I said a million times over, just kind of the the emotion that you put in just every little bit, whether it's something as goofy as a clap on clap off, you know, angler fish or something <laughs> as serious as the icy fire piece. Like I can tell there's a lot of love and passion that goes into every individual piece and it makes me enjoy every new piece that you push out there more than anything else because i can tell that at the end of the day you're really enjoying what you're doing it really translates well and i can see how people are able to get on board with that and understand that translation in one aspect for another um getting mm -hmm. a chance to sit down get to talk to you get to really know your backstory a little bit more and get to really get to know you a lot more than i already had beforehand because we have been talking here and there you know in friend groups or whatnot and i've, I've appreciated mm -hmm. your presence every single time and i appreciate it a little bit more especially being able to sit here and talk with you and get to really know the artist a little bit more so thank mm -hmm. you for what you do keep up the incredible work because i know that i'm one of few for now and you know many out there and hopefully many more in the future or whatnot that is going to continue and love and appreciate the art you push out so thank you no, oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy the content. Hey, it, it, along with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Again, if I had any issues with it, I wouldn't be telling you this stuff. I'm just an honest person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that you've been able to sit through our chaos in the VC. <laughs> I know we can get loud and crazy in there, but I'm glad that you had a nice time in there. <laughs> hey, look, if I had any issues with it, I would be out of that server by now. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> It's, it's very easy to leave a server, okay? <laughs> uh, it's just, I expect like, the, the Patrick thing of, who are you people? <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> uh, I need to bust out my Patrick voice just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun one. <laughs> um, for those who may not already love your art or whatnot, Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Where can they find some more of this incredible art that I've just been gushing about? All right. So I am most active on Twitter. I go by at Miss underscore Snow Kitty. Uh, it's very easy to find me. If you put in hashtag Baxter or has been, uh, you will probably see my stuff. <laughs> uh, I post pretty much almost daily. If not, then I always give updates and or when posts are about to come out. I, I'm, I like to be very adamant of letting people know that uh, so that nobody's behind. Mm -hmm. uh, you can always see, I always uh, make my latest piece, my pinned tweets. So that's where you can see my newest art. Uh, I will constantly or sometimes retweet uh, pieces from friends uh, or my, you know, 
co-partners, you know, Wiley Coyote. He makes also very lovely content if you want to go listen to his music or see his uh, latest art. Uh, he does all sorts of things. Yep. Um, and don't bother looking for my DeviantArt. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will be on the search and, you know, if nothing else, if you miss any links, I'll be sure to have them in the description below. Um, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh, not much other than thank you for choosing me and having me on here and being able to talk about all this. Well, it was an honor and a pleasure if I do say so myself. Um, hey. <laughs> with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate you sticking to this point. Uh, this was a fun chat. I, uh, certainly glad I got the opportunity to talk to Glory, really. Um, she is such a sweet person, guys. <laughs> like, she, there's a lot of love and passion with everything that she does, and I can tell that from a mile away. So I was glad to, to have her on and have her talk about this stuff. And I I appreciate you guys sticking with this point and really showing her that love and support. Whether it be just for her or for the podcast in general. I appreciate you guys sticking with me with everything that's been more or less going on. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I've just been through hell. At least I feel like it. Work. Life. Mentality. But, you know, doing this podcast and stuff like this, it, it, it allows me a little bit of relief. This is the thing that really helps me more or less keep going at times. Um, I mean, I haven't, haven't thought, like, worst case scenario, but it's like, there are some times where I just want to do fucking nothing. And this podcast really does help. And, you know, getting to talk to incredible people like Glory uh, really helps with that. That's why I, I do appreciate the, the love and support you guys do show. From the bottom of my heart, I would not be here without you guys, and I would not get to this point. Any chance you can to show that love and support and to push forward with it, please do. Go all out with this stuff, all right? Look, uh, it would be a dream for me to be able to do this as my job. It would be a dream for me in order to dedicate time to this podcast, to be having this as my, uh, how should I word it, to have this be like my career rather than just a fun little hobby. You know, I'd love to get an opportunity to interact with more people. I'd love to do more interviews with people. I'd love to present stuff online and do different opportunities like what I want to do with like the bonus episodes and such and have fun stuff on the side or whatnot. I, 
that's why I appreciate the love and support you guys have shown so far, and I hope you continue to show it and hope that you guys can continue to help it grow. You know, share the podcast wherever you can, buy the merch, be a part of the Patreon, all that stuff. Any chance you guys can show to help this podcast grow really helps us out, really helps everything out. Because I want to get to a point to where, like, I'm producing this podcast. I'm producing Shorts That Be Fun. I'm able to help other people produce their projects as well. Like, we're getting close to 100 episodes. Like, in a couple months, we're going to be hitting episode 100, people. <laughs> Which blows my mind thinking about it. And the fact that we've grown so far, we've gotten to this point... Again, blows my mind, and I hope that we get an opportunity to make it grow more. Because I want to see what we can do. I want to see how far this podcast can go. I want to see what this endeavor can go. And if you guys would be so grateful and willing to help me grow, I will make sure to return that love and appreciation 20-fold with everything that I push out. But I need you guys to help out. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep showing that love and support. Love and support the people that you honestly believe deserve it. I'm not even saying when it comes to this podcast. Like, every single artist that I bring on this podcast or whatnot, I want to show them as much love and support as I can and help them truly grow. I want to throw as much as I can, as many resources as I can, to really help people like truly achieve that dream. Because they deserve it. So with everything that you guys do, showcase that love. Help people grow. If you truly think that people have something incredible on their hand, do what you can to help. Whether it be with this podcast or any artist that I bring on. Show that love and support. Help people grow. Help people achieve their dreams.